Persons under 18 will not be admitted. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff. And Ben. From Talking With The Dead. And Still Talking With. And Still Talking With. Still Talking With is our live show. Yes. You can catch that every Wednesday. At 7 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. That's yes. Eastern yeah, time. Oh, yeah, you live yeah. in fucking California, it's got to be three. No, four. Four? Yeah. They're oh. only three hours behind. What about daylight savings? Yeah, well, fuck that. We'll worry about that when I've had Okay, it. so if you're on the West Coast, you're going to have to look up when 6 o'clock is out there compared to here. Which would be actually 7 o'clock out there instead of here. 7 o'clock? Yeah. No, before this is over, I'm going to need a whole lot of serious therapy. You're all fucked up today. Another dollar for the swear jar! I'm always fucked up. <laughs> you should tune into the show and see really how fucked up I can get. Oh, yeah. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And when you do tune in, you're going to see amazing guests like this. Hey, this is Courtney Gaines. You know me from such movies as Children of the Corn, Can't Buy Me Love, The Burbs, uh, even Back to the Future. Hey, everybody. This is Anson Williams. And I'm going to be on Still Talking with... Hi, I'm Deadeye Swackhammer, and you're listening to Still Talking with... Hey, guys. It's Boston comedian Dave Russo, and you're listening to Still Talking. Do not change that dial. I'm going to punch you in the face. You fuckers. Right in the face. Hi, this is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo, and you're listening to Still Toking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Sorry about that. <laughs> hey, no, happy, Wednesday. <laughs> happy Wednesday. You're watching Still Toking With. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have an incredible show for you, as always. And with us, Benjamin, how's it going? Did you mute yourself? I did. Okay. I was just checking. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be a live show unless you fucked something up at the start. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, last couple have been okay. <laughs> no, actually, you've been very good. Very good. Um, no, I'm super psyched about tonight. You know, I, our guest is an amazing uh, actor, writer, producer, and more. I mean, you know, he's only got one flaw, but maybe we'll get into that later. We, we, <laughs> we chatted backstage about it a little bit, but you, we'll you, see. Forgot, you forgot movie reviewer as well. Listen, you got to leave something for the show. But you're right. Yeah, you're right. He's a, a movie reviewer as well. So, but he's all all that's in the show notes up above or down below. I'm just gonna get it out of the way now, Leo. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jeffrey, why do I put up with this shit? I have no idea, but I got to do the same thing. Do I still sound like a frog? No, no, you're good right now. I'm good right now. Okay. Well, that's good because I don't like sounding like a frog. I sound like a chicken or something, you know. Sounds more fun. But anyway, uh, yeah, happy Wednesday. You know, um, it's just actually getting dark now here. That was wonderful. I can't catch up with that hour, but maybe someday. Uh, yeah, let's just get right into this. Um, I've been thinking about ways how I can really fuck this guy's name up, but it's so basic I can't. Let's bring him right in. John Fallon. Oi. How you doing, boy? Oi. Doing well, doing well. How about yourself? Very good, actually. Great, uh, I must say, great intro, man, to uh, the show. I really appreciated the metal, and so good shit. Yeah, yeah, that, that's all That's all the monkey behind the keyboard when he doesn't mute himself or hit the wrong button, you know. Well, the, mon the monkey did good, so don't worry about it. He, he did, he did good. <laughs> so, I try, I try. Right, right. So, so Nice hat, John, I like your hat. I want to get that Thank right you, Boston, Boston, by the way. Right, right. We have yeah. a actually we have a good friend that does uh, the Scully Caps. That's that's, um, that's what it is. Yeah, David yep. Russo. Yeah, yeah. It's a Scully yeah. Cap, huh? Yeah. yeah, comedian out here in Boston that has his own line of Scully Caps. So they're my favorite. Anyway. When you're bald, when you're bald, you got to get creative with hats. And you know, I like East Coast shit, so Scully is my best friend. You like East Coast shit, other than the hockey team. <laughs> well. Montreal Canadians are East Coast, brother. They're Montreal, bro. Well, okay, okay. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. It's that was true. Small, that was a small flaw I referenced at the beginning, folks. Now we got it out of the way. Let's uh, yeah. let's get right into it. You just released a smash hit film called Break. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, a break, a break actually is not um, ready for mass consumption yet. It just had its uh, festival premiere. Which, by the way, our lead actor, uh, Kevin Internato, uh, from Sitting on the Hill with Kevin Bacon, 
uh, won Best Actor and our actress uh, won Best Supporting Actress at that festival, uh, Alex Lane, also won. Uh, the festival is called Midwest Weird Fest. So it's the first time like an audience saw the movie. So it's nice. We came out of it with a couple of awards. Uh, right now, the movie is, um, we have offers on the table. That's basically, you, for, for, for you people who don't know how, you know, this whole process works, you make a movie and then you try to sell it to distributors who's going to put it out there. So now distributors are seeing it. We got a bunch of offers on the table, and we're at that stage right now. Um, if Very I had cool. to, yeah, if I had to guess, uh, I think the movie will come out early next year, first quarter, just by how things are going right now. But uh, no, I'm pretty happy, man, and I'm very confident with it, and and I hope people um, enjoy it when they see it. Right. Now you wrote and directed it, correct? I co-wrote it with Kevin. Uh, I directed it, I produced it, and I actually wound up also acting in it because my 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 first background within the industry is as an actor. So I started off as an actor, graduated as a script doctor, then a screenwriter, then a producer by necessity, and my holy grail was always directing. So this is my second feature that I direct. Um, so I just kept, basically, I do everything. Um, so yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty yeah much I like, do everything. Yeah. I do it all, he says. Fluffer I do it the all. whole shebang. I fluff. <laughs> you know, I do the whole shebang. Kevin's a good dude. We had him on about five years ago for Bad Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we've not, I've known Kevin uh, pretty much around Bad Frank, actually. That's where we kind of um, met. And he's just, um, what can I say, man? He's like an amazing actor. And uh, right, I was right. re really happy for him in terms of, because I saw, you know, you know, when you see the movie, you're going to see like pretty much halfway at the half mark of the movie, he's shirtless the rest of the movie. And, you know, and I was like, as a director, I'm like, bro, you really want to go shirtless, man? That means you can't eat, you can't, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah we're going to go, we're going to go. So, you yeah, know, kudos to him. He's a very, you know, once, once he gets in that zone, he, he gives it a, a million percent and, uh, when people see the picture, they'll see that, you know, it, it really shows in his performance. So I, I know it's it's on the table for distribution, but are we allowed yeah. to play the trailer? Yeah, you're allowed. Yeah, you got my allowed to play the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, right. cool. So yeah. why, don't, why don't you, as as the writer, director, actor in this, uh, bring the trailer in for him? Uh, you want me to like pitch it? OK. Hey. Sure. Oh, how you doing? Uh, John Fallon over here. Here's the trailer, the sales trailer for Break. Enjoy. Beautiful lake. It's the best one I could find on such short notice. No Wi-Fi? Come on, we can all do without it for a weekend. Can I help you? Uh, I hope you don't mind. I'm parking your driveway and my truck broke down. Oh, well, you should just stay here and eat with us. I ain't right, honey? I used to bartend, and I make a special drink that I know you're gonna love. I'm really sorry about how this is gonna go down. I'm gonna hurt you. And your mom. Real man would just fess up to his sins. A real man! Everything okay over there? Maybe she'll let him go. Can't do. Too bad. Party started. Nice. nice. Right? It's right? a family I picture. Like... It's a family picture. Yeah. It's definitely a family <laughs> picture. I, I love the little quick jab to the mother. Pow! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out I of was nowhere, like, oh. You know? Yeah, this is definitely something I've got to see. It's awesome. got a lot of fight scenes and blood in it. It's, it's uh, of course, a trailer. You know, a trailer it sells, you know, 
the purpose right, of the trailer right. is to sell. It's actually a very cerebral uh, film. Um, there is actually a lot of dialogue, which, you know, when, when it came time to direct it, my first film, The Shelter with Michael Perre, was borderline a quiet film. Uh, you know, a one-man show. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of it or not, inconsequential, but it was a very different animal than, than Break. Because Break, there's a lot of dialogue, and I'm like, how the fuck can I shoot dialogue scenes and make him interesting visually because for, uh, to me uh, filmmaking is a visual medium first and foremost right so i did my best with the very little time that i had to to shoot the picture and uh, and overall I'm, I'm i'm very happy with it but yeah no it's very violent it's very brutal uh, but it's also very intelligent and has something to say so it's not like you know tits and blood kind of movie it's right. it's got shit to, it's got shit to say uh, and and it's funny if I may, you know, the script is the script, and then when and what we did on break, we shot it in sequence, uh, because it made more sense when you shoot on a low budget in terms of continuity, uh, and also right. for the actors to you know to, to to hit the moment to moment to moment as you know their characters go through what they go through, it made more sense to shoot in sequence. But the the thing that I did not anticipate that would happen is as we went in sequence, then the last act of the movie didn't make any fucking sense anymore to me. So I woke up like at like 2 a.m. in the morning and started rewriting the last act of the movie because there was a new subtext that showed up due to Kevin's work, Nick Bailly, who plays um, mm -hmm. Kevin's nemesis, if you will, through their work where it also became alpha male versus beta male. And or beta male be pretending to be alpha male. And I love that thematic that just came out organically, you know, just love the whole fucking artistic process. So I'm like, yo, I gotta rewrite the ending. So now there's that extra layer of subtext that added to the picture. Wow. Very cool. now, now, do you consider that a, uh, a horror thriller mm -hmm. or like a, a psycho thriller? Uh, more like a psycho thriller. I mean, it's, a th I mean, it, there's moments as you can you, it's hinted at the trailer, but it gets a bit uglier. I mean, the trailer is rated, you know, mm -hmm. PG 13, but the movie is a hard R. Uh, the brutality, you know, go pretty high up with it. And also, uh, sexual content that's out of line. Um, that, that was actually my philosophy on, on the set. We don't have much money. We don't have Tom Cruise. So let's go all in, you know, let's go all in right. you know, violent. The violence has to be violent. And the disturbing scenes have to be as disturbing as I can make them because that's, you know, that's what I got. Those are the cards I got. So let's play them. You know, so that's, that was my rationale. Well, now how, how long did it take to film? 14 days. Wow. Really? Pretty good. <laughs> no, wow. no, nuts. No, no. Yeah. I keep saying that it. it was a suicide mission. It was a suicide mission, this movie, but I was thankfully really well surrounded by fantastic actors who were on the ball, a fantastic crew, a great DP. Um, so, you know, there, there's an old saying, what, what is it? You know, I'd rather go to war with 10 sheep, and no, 10 lions over 100 sheep. You ever hear that saying? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. So that's what I had. We didn't have a big crew or a big cast. I mean, it's a contained thriller we have like four main characters with two peripheral characters. And my crew was maybe like 14, but they were all warriors. So right. for me, I'd, ra I'd rather go to war. You know, I had the right people around me. If I didn't have the right people around me, I couldn't do it. And that's, you know, that's the bottom line. Every, everything came in, synergy, whatever the fuck you want to call it, to, to make it happen. So, <laughs> No, it looked great. You know, I mean, that's Thank my you. genre right there, the horror thriller. Right? I love a yeah. good thriller. Yep. Yeah. And a good thriller to me has one. to have some violence. Oh, we got violence. We got violence. <laughs> we got violence. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the, you know, the slasher flicks and stuff like that, too. But you got to get the thriller, that, that's, that psycho part of it. You know what I mean? Well, you know, look, I, I, I'm the kind of guy I like, you know, like, like I love Friday 13, for example. It's a guy in a mm -hmm. hockey mask, kids are horny, they're banging, they're doing dope, they're drinking, and he fucks them up, roll credits. I love that simplicity. I love that. Yep. 
But I also love shit that's like Cape Fear, for example, was an inspiration for both Kevin and I, where it's, everything's not black and white, it's gray. You know, the, the uh, morality of Cape Fear is not black and white, it's gray because, you know, oh, yeah, you could look at it, Max Cady, like the, the Nero character. Oh, he's a bad guy, but yeah, but he got fucked over and he went to jail, and, you know. So that, that's, that's kind of like the, the gray zone is something that... Uh, I wanted to bring to break and, and Kevin, Kevin and I, we co-wrote it together. So his input also was very valuable to me, you know, and we're, we both kind of like, um, had a similar vision, you know, it's like, is Kevin's character, the bad guy? Not really. It is, you know, so it's not black and white. The movie, the characters are not black mm -hmm. and white. There's a lot of shades of gray, which I like. I find that more interesting because it reflects uh, real life. You know, right. I, I know people that are great people, but then I find out shit they're saying behind my back, and okay, you're a fucking asshole. But that's <coughs> right. You know, so you you know, I, I I don't think that us as people we're black and white. We're all great. That's my perception of shit. Yeah. Well, and circumstances can create different uh, situations too. Definitely. You know, people Definitely. will react in, in a way that you wouldn't expect them to, given the situation. True. Oh yeah, no, dude, my 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 motto of life is: you want to know what somebody's about, apply pressure. Apply a lot of pressure to that person and see how they react, and you're gonna know what the fuck that person's about. Right. Mm -hmm. So I totally I totally agree. Wow. So, uh, so why do we need we need we need to lighten up the tone? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, why the fuck did you spell shit. it wrong? I I don't remember how I, I you know. In complete honesty, I think it was Kevin's idea, and I thought it was a great idea. I thought also for um, SEO, like you know, search engine, up, you know, search engine shit. Nobody spells it that way. So when the movie comes out, break it'll be everything break. But in, in complete honesty, I think it was a mistake on both our ends. And with the offers we have on the table right now in terms of picture, that's the first thing that came up. Are you open to changing the title? And we are. So for me personally, I want to call it just break, but spelled, excuse me, the right way. Uh, but there's like five movies called that. Three of them coming out soon. So I don't know how that's going to play out, but straight up is the least of my concern. Um, whatever it's called. You know, hopefully it's not called, you know, Kevin's character is called Jesse. So hopefully it's not called Jesse's girl, you know, or, some shit like that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> I would just call it break properly spelled. And, you know, that was a an instinct I think that Kevin and I had that that was wrong. And that happens. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah. being in the horror thriller genre type of movie, mm -hmm. I'm going to say that you are a horror buff. Yes, definitely. And the reason yeah. I say that is because you actually have your own movie website called yeah. Arrow in the Head. That's right. Yeah. One so. the OGs. One the OGs. Arrow in the Head was founded in the year 2000. Right. Uh, right. That's before Facebook, Twitter, all that shit. Uh, we won the original um, websites. And, and my friend, at, at that time, my, my good friend, one of my best friends to this day, Burge Garabedian, he had created Joblo.com in 1998. And uh, I was right out of acting school at the time. And I was doing the audition rounds. I had went to film school before. Uh, I knew nothing about journalism. But I was always a good writer. And he came up to me. He's like, yo, you know all about that horror shit. You want to start like a sister site to Joblo.com called Aaron the uh, sister site Joblo.com. I'm like, huh. I'm like, all right. And I said, let's call it Aaron the Head because the arrow was my nickname growing up. Don't okay. censor me because my influences were, you know, Andrew Dice Clay, Howard Stern, Sam Kinison. That was the kind, I mean, humor that does not exist today anymore. Uh, right. Although, you know, God bless Bill Burr and Jim Jeffries. But, you know, Humor is being under attack. We're not going to get into that. Don't worry about it, guys. Uh, so, you know, and I started this little dinky website. And I would review movies, not because that's what I wanted to do, but because that was the job. And I didn't really think anybody would give a fuck other than my mom. And even she didn't give a fuck. So, yeah, whatever. 
but you know my reviews were you know very you know politically incorrect a lot you know a lot of jokes you know it's uh, i wanted to give my thoughts about movies but at the same time also entertain people just you know like i said dice stern kinison that's that's what i was going for and Surprise, surprise, in about like three or four months or something, it blew the fuck up. And I did not anticipate that. And then next thing you know, I had a new career path that I never wanted. Uh, but it was right there. And I just you know kept building off it. So I ran the site by myself, Air on the Head, for about five or six years until we became so big that I need, Birch and I needed to get employees. And I myself, as a film critic because I, I never liked that moniker just because I say opinions and I do, you know, fucking boobies and blowjob jokes doesn't make me a film critic. Um, yeah. Uh, but depends yeah, on the film. it depends on the film. Yeah. If it's, you know, right, right. Debbie does the middle East. Yeah, sure. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then, you know, I, I reviewed on air on the head. I, if I'm, memory serves me right, I retired in 2016, uh, no, no, actually, even before that, because now 2013 or 14, I retired and I directed my first film, The Shelter, with uh, with Michael Perret. So, but I'm still behind the site, air on the head. I don't review movies. I haven't reviewed movies for a long time, and we've expanded into YouTube. So, um, I'll do my, my shameless plug uh, shtick. Um, if you want like cool behind the scenes stuff about movies or movies go to Joe Blow Horror Originals on YouTube. If you want to see me talk shit about movies, my co-host Lance Velchek, I'm doing a, a shtick a bit like you guys go on YouTube, the air on the head show. And if you want to see free movies, because that's nothing I started doing with Burj Garabedi and Joe Blow for licensing films now. And we're playing, we're putting them on YouTube for free with ads. So it's called Avod. Go to Joblo Movies, Joblo Horror Movies, and get your fucking movie on. So there you go. Right. And you can find that where, Leo? Uh, I think, didn't you mention it already? It's, I think in the show notes above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Thank you. Yeah, go on. It's all on YouTube. YouTube's our. Yep. And all that, all those links, folks, are in the show notes, like Leo just said. Nice, nice. So, so yeah, man, I, I, I've been excuse. kind of ble blessed and cursed that I've actually worked pretty much every facet of the film industry. From correct, yeah. correct. Yeah. Now, do so, you have a favorite horror flick? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Um, yeah. No. I mean, look. You know. Uh, you know, for, for me, the first horror movie I ever saw was the original Evil Dead by Sam Raimi. And the second horror movie I ever saw was Nightmare on Elm Street by 1984 by Wes Craven. And those two movies are really the reason why I, I started loving horror. Um, favorites, it's, it's, I hate that fucking question. No offense, boys. Uh, it's just, there's so many. <laughs> well, it's, it's, a hard, so many. it's a hard question. It's a hard question. It's, there's so many, but, you know, like I said, I love, I love the usual suspects. Uh, I'm going to try to find something obscure. Uh, Lost Highway. I love Lost Highway by Lynch. Not really horror horror, but there's enough horror to qualify it as horror. Uh, I love a lot of early Dario Argento, so that's like Italian uh, cinema. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, Tenebra, Opera, Suspiria, whatnot. Um, yeah, I love The Crow. I love... Yeah. You know, I love movies, man. Yeah. So, you know, it's really hard for me to just pin it down. Halloween, right, right, right. Halloween. Uh, yeah. Now, now what, about, what about comedy horror? Do you get into that at all? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you know what they say? Every genre is subjective. Well, not every genre, but, you know, horror is subjective. What scares one people doesn't scare the other person. Uh, mm -hmm. Comedy is probably the most subjective of some genres because really a sense of humor like for me, you know, like I said, Dice Kinison, that's funny, you know. Uh, but then I watch, you know, like rom coms and shit. That's not funny to me. It's actually painful. Um, uh, I love Night of the Creeps. I love uh, Critters. I'm I'm a child nice. of the '80s, man. So I yeah, love okay. '80s shit. You know that that's that's kind of like where I always go back. I love Gremlins. Um, yeah. Comedy horror. Oh, the big waxwork. 
yeah, waxwork okay. and you know, shit like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, my first, my first horror movie was a midnight movie back in the seventies. Uh, the original, the Hills have eyes. Yeah. Yeah, that movie freaked movie. the fuck out of me and made me want yeah. to know more about horror. Yeah, nice. Right, right. That's a good one. Part two, <laughs> that's a different story, but because they never really, they well, they you know they never finished it. That's what happened with part two, but they 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 lost their funding. But yeah, mm-hmm. part one's pretty solid, pretty disturbing. I thought. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's what it, it was disturbing. That's a good. Yeah, yeah. Good way that's to put a good way it. to put it. Yeah, disturbing. First, the first ones with Michael Berryman, right? Yeah. Yes. And second one too, actually. Yeah, he was in the second one, but yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Well, they did the remake. uh, Yeah, Alexander Rajan. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which I thought was actually more disturbing than the first two put together. But that's just me. Well, that's Uh, just progression progression of film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't find it that way because I was a lot younger when I saw that, you know, at midnight when I was, I think I was 14 or something like that. Yeah. Listen, you know, I never even should have been in the theater seeing that movie. <laughs> the first, the first horror movie I ever saw was Children of the Corn. And it fucked me up. <laughs> nice. I stay away from churches. Nice. I don't go near cornfields. <laughs> nope, ain't happening. Just saying. Yeah, it hasn't uh, aged well, though. In my opinion, uh, the one with Linda Hamilton, it hasn't aged well. Right. You watch it again mm-hmm. today, it's kind of stupid. But there's, there's still, you know, there, there, there's still. Even Children of the Corner movie that I feel is very dated and has not aged well, there are still moments that are very unsettling just because of the filmmaking style of the 80s, which is quite different from the, the style we have today. Yeah, and that's what I said by, you know, the film progression. Yeah. So, yeah. Leo. Hmm. Yes, sir. We have to pay our bills. Oh. <laughs> Before we get into anything else, we have to pay our bills. <laughs> Get the sponsors Jeff, you, rolling? Is that it? Uh, it's it's an event that we're going to be at in a couple of weeks that, yes, um, is kind of like a sponsor as well. So, Jeff, you want to yeah, say sure. something? <laughs> March, uh, let's see, March think, 25th, 26th. We will be here. Everybody can read it, right? Oh, my God. Well, you know what? <laughs> Why don't I just play the audio ad? presents the second annual Connecticut Cannabis Expo, March 25th and 26th at the Mohegan Sun. Whether you're an aspiring ganjapreneur or looking to get your medical card and grow your own, Connecticut Cannabis Expo has it all. Open to the public. Come enjoy the lineup of guest speakers and lecturers, covering topics ranging from growing to setting up your cannabis business for success. Learn and grow with the area's brightest cannabis professionals. Tickets and additional info at expocan.com. That's X-P-O-C-A-N-N.com. Presents the second annual Connecticut. Why is it on loop? (laughs) What did you do? I didn't touch it. Didn't touch it this time. Wasn't me. Can't prove it. No fucking way. It's your back room. You must hit loop. (laughs) No, I took it off loop last week. All right. Hey, that's where we're going to be in a few weeks, folks. Come on down. Check us out. Bill Diamond's going to be in the house as well. He's going to be bringing some, some goodies. So, uh, yeah, back to uh, the amazing guest we have this evening. Thank you. And, and everybody just went quiet. So, you, you, like you said, you, you started off as an actor. Yes. And you've been, and you've been in quite a few, quite a few films. Yeah. One, of, yeah. one of my favorite of all times, even though it was unaccredited for you, was fucking Rollerball. Ha! Shit, you're going fucking far. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Rollerball is one of those movies that I don't give a shit when it's on or what I'm doing. I stop You're talking what I'm about doing the Rollerball I... remake. No, no, I'm talking about Rollerball. Okay, I was in the remake, bro, and the remake's a pile of shit. So oh well, the, it doesn't, the, the, say, it doesn't the say that. Fuck James Bond. Fucking show Bond. notes. Yeah, it's a great fucking movie. Yeah, great movie. <laughs> but yeah, the remake. I was like, whoa, this guy's a fan of the remake. That's weird. No, forget it. Well, he is next, weird. <laughs> next. next film, fuck that one. <laughs> death Race. Let's move on to Death Race. Death Race was Don't cool. Set. I played a skinhead. Yeah. 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 So, 
Yeah, tell yeah. us. I mean, you've been in a ton of shit. So come on, somebody else here talk. What the fuck? Well, you know, it's you know, <laughs> I've been yeah, been in a ton of shit, but it's not like you know, pretty much. When I started acting, I started acting in French actually at first. I speak French. I'm from Montreal, Canada. Alors je parle le français, and uh, you know, I started doing French TV shows and. Um, I eventually had my own show, a variety show, where like I'm like a host and kind of shit. But you know, I was young, I was dumb, I was angry, so I kind of you know fucked that up. And then I started to graduate to American stuff, and uh, really, um, Saw Two was a, a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had like yeah. three or yeah. four days of shooting, but it, it did like good stuff for me. And A Hundred Feet by Eric Red, who's the gentleman who. Mm-hmm. Wrote, wrote the who's one of my best friends actually who wrote uh, the Hitcher and Near Dark directed you know Bad Moon Body Parts or whatever he he put me in a hundred feet with uh, Famke Jansen and Bobby Cannavale I had a scene with both of them and that was like a huge thing for me but I I've always you know maybe you know sometimes I wonder if <clears throat> if I would have just stayed an actor and called it a fucking day just focus all my energy into one thing who knows where I'd be today but that's not what I did because I wanted to write. And I wanted right. to direct, and to get to direct, I had to produce because producers. I was not having a good experience with people getting my films off the ground, so I figured, let me learn how to get off the ground myself, so I don't have to depend on nobody. So, um, so basically, you know, now I'm in my 40s, and I've pretty much done everything in this industry, and it's just, you know, it's that was my road. It seems, yeah, that's that was my road. And, I don't regret anything really. Sometimes I wonder this, that, but you know, I just directed my second feature, so I'm doing you know a lot of work on with, with Joe Blow on, on YouTube. As I you know, previously, I'm not going to plug it again, Morris. As I previously mentioned, so plug it all you want. It's in the show notes. So hello, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so it's all good, man. It's all good, man. Life is life, you know. Now I was reading that when you first get into the industry, you really didn't like it. Uh, yeah, yeah, because um, and to this day in my forties, I could tell you it's the same fucking shit. Except now I've changed. I've you know I've learned to adjust and adapt. I've always been a very no bullshit, <laughs> a, a no bullshit straight to the point kind of guy, and that's the complete polar opposite of the film industry because film industry is bullshit. It's not straight to the point. Uh, loyalty. Uh, I, I, I say this all the time to anybody who listen to me. I know, you know, bikers or people that are, you know, in organized crime uh, that have more values and loyalty than people in the film industry. The film industry is a bit like, to me anyways, my experience within it is the same thing as scumbags, but with, without the repercussions. Because, you know, when, when you're running with bikers, you're running with, you know, people that are connected and somebody fucks you or fucks them, eh, you know, legs get broken, things happen. Uh, in the film industry, the same things happen, but there's no repercussions. So it keeps happening and happening. Oh, bring me to court. Yeah, because everybody's got, you know, X and X amount of money to sue your ass. No, they don't. So, yeah, the film industry is organized crime without the repercussions. That would be my best uh, description of it. And it took me a long time to adjust my personality to it. That makes sense. Did you succeed? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, to the best yeah, of my okay. ability. Yeah, I mean, I, I, at first, at first it was a bit rough, but um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm so not saying shit. But yeah, at first it was a bit rough, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but I learned as I grew, you know, and as I went along. So so now today, no, I get it. I know how to navigate it. I know how to, yeah, I know how to live within it, if you will. But at first, in my you know twenties, even early thirties, and I came um, from a different world than this world. Uh, yeah, no, it was tough. It was tough for me, definitely. That's his anger. answer. And he's stick. He's sticking to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's a it's a very you, you know what is the only industry that I know of where people will throw their mothers under the bus to 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 make something happen. 
because it's oh, so different. Other, there's other industries that do the same thing. I, I'm sure there are, but I'm, I'm speaking yeah. from my own, uh, you know, personal personal experience, because it's so hard to, un, uh, unless you know you're, you're you're a butt boy for fucking Warner Brothers or New Line or whatever, like the big boys. Unless you're under the umbrella of the big boys, if you're you know working independently or anything, it's so fucking hard to get something off the ground. Uh, yeah. that people people get conditioned that yeah whatever man you know i'll do whatever you know i i could do so many dirty jokes right now that i won't do but you know that's that's where it gets you know and i've seen it I, not only have i seen it it's happened to me where people that i considered to be friends brothers betray me for what they thought was going to be you know uh you know money or this or that or that and of course you know it always goes the other way but so you know it's it's tough business for for, for for a person like me to navigate. How about that? But I'm done all right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you seem to be. I mean, you fought your way through right. it. You learned yeah. as you went. Definitely. Now, do you do? You, would you prefer writing and directing over acting at this point? Acting for me is a vacation. That's the way I look at it. Because, okay. like, I act. I acted in two westerns. Actually, the first thing I did. Uh, after the plan uh, pandemic uh, was uh, do a western. The second I was set free from my prison was show up here and my good friend Alexander Nevsky during the pandemic. He's a action a star. He's a producer as well. A great guy, solid guy, bodybuilder. He was like Mr. Universe. During the pandemic, I would talk with him, and I would talk with Kevin. And I would talk with Matthias Hughes, the guy from My Coming Peace, the alien, Dark Angel, I don't know if you guys know the movie. And we would help each other to stay sane, you know, during, you know, three years of imprisonment. And Mr. Nevsky was developing Western. He's like, dude, when the, the pandemic's done, we're going to do a fucking Western. And I'm going to put you in it. You know, and I read the script, gave him my notes, whatever. You know, we, we support each other in it. Mm -hmm. So the moment the pandemic, well, actually, the pandemic didn't end, but the moment the vaccines were available in Canada and we got the AstraZeneca vaccine, which was rejected by the US because it caused uh, blood clots. I said, I don't give a shit. <laughs> give me the fucking thing. Boom. All right. I'm going to fucking Cali and I'm going to make Western. And I, the first thing I did was after, you know, I was set free was act in Mr. Nevsky's Western, which is gunfight at Rio Bravo. And it came out like about a month ago on streaming, Blu-ray, all that shit. And the beauty about acting, number one, I love it. I enjoy it. But the only thing you got to worry about is this. Show up, know your lines, hit your mark, do a good job, go in your trailer, get the paycheck. It's so simple compared to producing, compared to directing, compared to finding financing for a film, compared to shot listing a film to direct. So for me, acting at, at this point in my life, I love it. I fucking love it because it's a vacation. It's so easy compared to everything else. So yeah, no, I still love acting very much. Okay. Yeah. Good question, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Even impressed. better answer, but good question. <laughs> uh, question was better than the answer, but yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> um, Night so, of the Wild. Let's let's skip that one. Let's move on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, with with, yeah, uh, with the troubles that you had with uh, the film industry, what advice would you give somebody entering it now? Um, go into it because it's in your blood and that's who you are. Um, that has to be your prime, uh, your number one motivation. If you're going in the film industry, and I've heard this a lot, and I always laugh at it, especially now with YouTube and all this shit. If you're going in the film industry because you think you're going to be rich and famous, well, I got two fucking things to say to you. Number one, there's easier ways to get rich. And with YouTube, TikTok, and all this fucking dribble, there's easier ways to get famous. Uh, if you want to be an actor, or a director, or a producer, or a screenwriter, it's not... Your main motivation shouldn't be to be rich and famous. And it was never mine either, to be honest. It's, it's because it's who you are and you need to do it. It's, kind of, it's almost like you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice because it's who you are and we only have one life and we're going to die in like whatever the fuck time. Might as well 
do what you love or attempt to do what you love. So my advice is that. And also remember that talent is secondary. Who you know is number one. So network. Yeah, network. Go to festivals. Go to parties. Go meet people. Shake hands. Be charismatic. You know, make friends. Uh, It's one thing we've always done is, is, is network very well. Yeah, that's it's key. It's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. you got to get your face out there. <laughs> yeah, you just you just gotta you know it's who you know. It really is who you mm-hmm. know. You know who you know is more important than how great you are. Like in terms of any art form, you know who you know is is number one in my opinion, of course. Very good. So I know uh, Leo. Just saying. yeah. <laughs> That won't get you far. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Four well, years unless, later, we're still rolling. Yeah, unless you <laughs> want to come work in the insurance industry. <laughs> I'm good. So, uh, good. John, you still boxing? You still box regularly? Oh, uh, see, now he stole my question. Nice, nice. Uh, not not since I moved to California. Uh, not since the pandemic. Before the pandemic, I was. Before the pandemic, I was. Okay. So going to the gym and everything like that. Um and then the pandemic happened, but I had my, you know, my bag in my basement and still, you know, hitting the bag, doing some shadow, whatnot, you know, jump rope. Um, then the pandemic ended and I got here in California and I haven't picked it back up. I also got, I don't know, you know, I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm in my 40s now, like mid 40s. And, you know, I got a tennis elbow over here. I got a bicep, what was it fucking called? Tendonitis over there. Yeah, I got, you know, so I'm like breaking apart, which kind of sucks. So, um, but I still shadow. I still shadow. I don't have any bag around where I'm at. There's no gym. Um, But I still shadow and, you know, do jump rope and stuff. Yeah. All right. But I I enjoy it. And I I teach my chicks, kid, you know, uh, you know, we we, we hit the pads, you know, throw some hands. So So, uh, I'm going to be 60 this year. So. Trust for me real? when I say, yeah, for real. Wow. Uh, okay. Trust me when I say that that bicep tendonitis, mm. uh, be careful of that. And I'm just going to leave <laughs> that there. After right. No, don't leave, don't leave it there. I, I need some fucking guidance over here, man. I'm, I'm fucking curling five pounds where, you know, my other hand, I'm curling like 50. So uh, any well, I mean, tips, you know, I, I'm totally I, open. I had, a, I had a life of construction. Ben mm. knows that. Yep. Um, but at 59, 60 years old, you might want to get somebody to help you pick up that three-quarter inch sheet of plywood. Mm. Because otherwise, you're going to hear a very loud pop. That's my recommendation. And, and be in fucking don't, surgery and, and yeah, out of don't, commission for Don't be afraid months. to ask uh, for help. I don't want to do surgery. That's, that's the thing. So I've been doing no, a no. Fit, physio and, you know, obviously, I'm not training no. the biceps. I'm training, you know, the triceps and... You know, um, but yeah, well, well what like, I literally, what I learned I'm was, curling five pounds, guys, five pounds, man. Yeah, yeah. 50 well, on the other I, hand. I, yeah. What I learned about going through that whole thing was that uh, your, your bicep muscle or any muscle in your body could be as strong as you want to make it. But the strength of the tendon and how it's mm. attached, you have no control over. Mm. Right. And that's the problem. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because you, you don't, you, you know, your... you don't tear yeah, the muscle, just... you rip the tendon. Is basically what happens. Yeah, and that's Look at no Leo. Fun, so. He's like, "What the fuck does this have to do with anything?" <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just. I remember him telling the story, and and just like, I, I'm a very visual person, and just. Oh him, yeah, I'm yeah. remembering. Oh, you exactly. remember when I said, "Oh, my bicep was up here under my armpit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like holy fuck, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like John said, you, you mean you're in your in your 40s and, you know, this hurts and that hurts. I, I just turned I'm going to be 51 this year. And I'm not kidding when I tell you it takes me 25 minutes to fucking stand up in the morning to get out of bed. It's a life of construction when you yeah. beat the shit out of your body doing certain things, even after, it catches up because it's up, right? It, it, it does catch up to you. And you can try to stay in shape as much as you want. Like Jeff said, it's just there's certain parts of your body that, yeah. Tough well, shit I'll, is I'll, what it says. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys about something after the show. I don't want to put it live, but we'll, we'll talk. Let's move on. 
right? But we are here to talk about your kick-ass film that's out for distribution right now called Break. Yeah. For the, yes. And this is for all those stoners and people that joined us late because they do that. So we do have permission to play the trailer, and I yeah, think we should bro. play it. I think we should play it again. Go for it, man. I could watch it all day. I'm push for the button. button. Hold on. Push the button. Push. The button. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking button. It says trailer. <laughs> there we go. Beautiful lake. It's the best one I could find on such short notice. No Wi-Fi? Come on, we could all do without it for a weekend. Can I help you? Uh, I hope you don't mind. I'm parking your driveway my truck broke down. Well, you should just stay here and eat with us. Ain't right, honey? I used to bartend, and I make a special drink that I know you're going to love. Sorry about how this is gonna go down. Now I'm gonna hurt you and your mom. Oh. Real man would just fess up to his sins. A real man! Everything okay over there? Maybe she'll let him go. Can't do. Too bad. Party started. Nice. Now you said that's uh hitting the festival uh festivals right now. if somebody wanted to see it at a festival, where can they see it? What do well, you right now it just played it. It just played at a uh, festival in Wisconsin, and uh, thus far, in complete honesty, there hasn't been another festival luck. But we have offers. So I have one in Philly. I want to play it. So I'm gonna, you know reach back out. Uh, I have one in LA. And um, so that's where it's at for now in terms of the festival circuit. Yeah. Right. And if you really want to see it, folks, like I do, you're just going to have to follow along with the show notes up above or down below and you'll know when it comes out. Yeah. And definitely, Hopefully. you know, follow John because, uh, you know, the name may change. So, uh, yeah, you know. just follow me on Facebook, official John Fallon. Uh, that's pretty much. I'm old, so I'm. A, you know, I like Facebook more than like Twitter. Actually, I deleted my Twitter. I can fucking stand that shit. But you know, I'm on Instagram and I'm on. <laughs> no, I can't stand Twitter, dude. It's although since Musk took over, it's a little bit better. But um, Instagram uh, official John Fallon, Facebook official John Fallon, and but my Facebook is really where you know you can really keep tabs on me because I'm old. So. Yeah. And those are in the show notes. Up above yeah, there below. you go. Don't, don't, I can't yeah. wait. I'm gonna print out those yeah. fucking show notes, man. I can't wait to see them. Yeah. <laughs> see, I, I'm so old. I never even, I never even started a Twitter. Good on you, man. Good I mean, on you. I could. You didn't, you didn't miss less. much. You didn't miss much. No, trust me. The best no. thing I ever no. did was delete that fucking thing. But anyways, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's circling the drain anyway, you know. Right. It's just everybody's just complaining about everything. It's, I just can't be fucked, man. I got real problems. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That I, I foresee Facebook going down as well at some point. You know, it's uh, every wow. now and then, like all the social medias change. You know, MySpace went to Facebook and then, you know, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter. And, yeah. It's, See, it's, and, and it's okay if that happens because our show will continue on and you can start to find us at Red Coral Universe streaming nice. live. I'll check it so out. even, even if, Facebook goes. <laughs> we still have platforms to run on, folks. Well, we do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. but as, as a as a director, you've directed. Yeah. You know, you've directed a couple of full length feature films, but you also yeah. directed, from what I read, a music video yeah. to a hit song <laughs> called yeah. "Gasolina" by the uh, da by Daddy Yankee. Daddy Yankee. How 
how does that differ from doing a music video versus doing even a short? Is there, is there uh, much of a difference? Is it very similar? No, it, the, the, the pro- you know, you're a dick for bringing that up. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the process, you know, in, in terms of, you know, the process is the same. You know, the, the company hired me and they wrote, you know, write a script for the music video. I listened to that fucking piece of shit song. And, um, and then you show up on set and, you know, you shoot it. The same thing. The guy's singing. You got the hot chicks, the motorcycles, all that shit. Um, so, it's, you know, it's the same thing as shooting anything. I guess the only difference is that when you're editing, so like, you know, from editing a short film or, you know, break or the shelter, I'm editing a film. When you're editing a music video, and if you happen to not care for the song much like I did not, uh, you got to hear that fucking thing like thousands of times a day. (laughs) Oop, de la gasolina. I was like, dude, bruh. I was, yeah, I was dying. It was rough. It was rough, bro. It was rough. Um, no offense to Daddy Yankee. You guys, you know, bang up job. And the, the song was a hit. So, you know, really happy for them. It was just not my cup of tea. And uh, it was rough in the edit for me because over and over and over. I felt like I was in hell, you know, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I, I, so I, what... What is your music taste? What do you like? I like metal. I mean, Iron Maiden is my favorite band. Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, I love Maiden. I love old school Metallica. I love Motley Crue. Um, if I go a bit older, I love uh, Led Zeppelin. I love the Stones, old school Stones. Um, so I'm, I'm more of a rock guy, you know, metal nice. guy. Yeah. Um, okay. That's just, yeah. Yeah. That's right. But I nice. mean, you know, I, I like some Snoop Dogg. I like some, you know, again, you know, yeah. There's certain watch, songs so, in all genres yeah. that you that you like. Yeah, just like and, you know, I grew up on Eminem, you know, and you know stuff like that. So you know, but I guess like now, I don't know. You guys are all like maybe 40s to six near 60s. Yeah, is it mean or there's only hip hop and pop, and that's it? It's like rock went out the fucking window on my tripping balls. Well, no, that's not necessary. I mean, it it has in, but in the mainstream. In the mainstream. In the, ma- in in the, the mainstream. In the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. In the mainstream. Yeah. I think it has. But you still have bands like uh, Skillet, Falling in Reverse. Yeah, I love Skillet. I love Skillet. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, I, I like Falling in Reverse. Uh, Disturbed. I love Disturbed um, as well. Yeah. Five Finger right. Death Punch. You yeah. know, but as far as mainstream, yeah, I, I do believe you're correct on that. But like, for, I, I, don't for some... watch, I don't watch the Grammys. Was the what? I don't know any the Grammys? You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, music yeah, thing. Yeah, right? I, I know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I caught, I caught the humor. Yeah. Uh, was there <laughs> one rock band in that fucking thing? I mean, I, I highly doubt it uh, personally, but no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, but they, like, they yeah, had I mean, Beyonce. I... That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I grew up with Led Zeppelin, the Rolling Stones, nice. The Doors, Rush, you nice. know, yeah. uh, Bad Company. I grew up during that, th- those years. Aerosmith yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah good you news. know, it kind of yeah. sets a precedent, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I still, li- you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys are the same. I still listen to old shit. You know, oh, yeah. If I listen to music, you know, I think somebody said Disturbed and Skillet. That's pretty much like my ceiling of new shit. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah. Uh, uh, otherwise, uh, you know, I'm listening to, I'm still listening. Maiden was the first concert I went to see after the pandemic. And fuck, what a glory, you know, man, God bless these motherfuckers, man. Still got it. Man. Still yep. running around, yep. jumping, giving yep. one hell of a show. It was like, uh, you know, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Maiden puts Maiden puts on a fucking killer show. I've seen it numerous times, you know. Yeah, me too. The, the other one that still puts on a kick-ass show, even though he can barely move, is uh, Rob Halford and Judas Priest. Nice. Nice. You know? I haven't I mean, seen him while, uh, live in a while, so. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in that same genre. Everybody just oh, kind of yeah. like. Well, that's that. Well, I mean, you know, you're nine, years, nine years younger than me. I introduced you to a lot of that music back in the day. Oh, well, yeah. The I old mean, school. I, my, my first show was the Moody Blues and the Fix, and that was with you. Right. Yeah. And My Rush, first show was uh, Maiden, Seventh Son of Seventh Son tour. 
with wow. Queensryche opening oh. with Operation Minecraft. That wow. would nice. have been a fucking killer show. Killer and what show. An al- yeah, what an album too. Fuck, like forget about it. So yeah. right, right, beginning to yeah, end, you yeah. can't stop listening. No, you yeah. can't. You can't just pick a song and listen to anything on that. No, you have it's to a whole story. I agree. Yeah, and they peaked. Story. They peaked. They actually no. I mean, they had Empire, which was still you know half of yeah. a really good album, but yeah, they there was a with few Mike good songs. Songs. Yeah, you know, like Empire was a good one, or Jet City Woman, or um, the one that went mainstream, the Pink Floyd sounding one. Uh, Silent Lucidity was a good one too. Yeah. Yeah, everybody but thinks the, that's Floyd. It's funny as fuck. It sounds so much like Floyd, though. It's crazy, bro. It's yeah. su- but it's yeah. such a great song. Yeah, it yeah. is. But they really Jeff, keep that mind crime. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Tate has an amazing voice. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. He had an opera. I think I, if I read correctly, he had an opera background. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. So, I don't know this for a fact. But we're not here to talk about Queensrÿche. Yeah. 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 We're not here to talk about Queensrÿche or Jeff Tate. We're here to talk uh, about John Fallon and his kick-ass uh, movie. Break. You know, so check 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 the show notes up above, down below, on the fucking side, upside down, wherever wherever they may be. You're right over there, Leo. Yeah, holding in a sneeze. Sorry. Yeah, oh, right. let, just, let, let, just, let her go, man. Yeah. Just let it go I, right I, on the right on no, the camera, so it just flattens oh, no, the screen. No. Yeah, fuck I, it. my 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 wife thinks I'm extremely strange. I like holding sneezes. You know, it's very rare. Yeah. Well, if you hold in a sneeze, does it turn into a fart? No. No, you I was sure? just going to say, when you hit my age, don't try and do it because you, 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 you'll you get wet. You'll pee. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, we only got about two minutes left with this amazing guest. So if you have any awesome, questions guys. or comments over in the chat that want to, you know, fire them away. If not, I'm going to turn this over to Leo because Leo likes to do his. Well, I have one last question before Leo does his thing. Oh, you going to steal my chat? question again? I'm He's already stole everybody else's. <laughs> I'm not going to step. That's because I'm I'm on top of it. That's why. So, no. um, what I want to know is, who haven't you worked with that you would really like to? Stallone. Stallone. Oh, nice. Okay. That was quick. Boom. Stallone. You see how fast right. that, that was? That was bang right there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Stallone. Stallone uh, is the reason of everything. The reason I. Lifted waist, the reason I boxed, the reason I got interested in writing. My my dad, and I love you, dad, so you know, I'm not busting your balls. But my dad was a bit absentee, if you will. And my role model growing up was Sylvester Stallone. was a guy that came from nothing. And through, you know, hard work and hustling and pushing, made something of himself. And that was my role model growing up. So, yeah, definitely Stallone. Uh, I would, yeah, it'd be an honor to work with uh, that man. He's a genius, in my opinion. Yeah, would yeah. you box him? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I could see yeah. I could see him pulling apart together for you in Expendables twenty eight. Who knows? Well, I think <laughs> I think it's, it, it is. And uh, you know, I took your joke seriously, but I think um, he dies. Actually, in my opinion, he'll die in Expendables four, and and Statham's going to inherit the the franchise. I think that's what's going to happen. I think Stallone is starting to cap off all of his stuff because he's getting older, you know. So, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Rocky's yeah, over was... now. It's just Creed yep. and Rambo. Yeah. Although I love Last Blood, director's cut. Everybody watch Rambo, Last Blood, director's cut, and Amazon Prime. That's the only place I know that they have it because yeah, theatrical cut in the U.S. was a piece of shit. It wasn't as good. Oh, you're um, saying? Uh, back up a second. You're saying the director's cut was a lot better? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. When they did, Lionsgate did a weird thing. They obviously did not believe in Rambo Last Blood. So right before it's released, they cut out 25 minutes of it. So the whole prologue is gone. They shaved down some of the violence. They shaved down some of the subplot. So when I saw it in the cinemas here in North America, because the rest of the world, they got the the real cut, the director's cut. When I saw it in cinemas, I'm like, eh. But then they finally released the cut. They released in the rest of the world, which is the director's cut on Amazon Prime. And where it has like the whole opening with Rambo saving uh, these people from a flood, and there's more development in terms of P- P- PTSD and stuff like that. A much better movie. So if all of you that saw Rambo Last Blood in the cinemas in, in the US and you're like, eh, well, give the OG cut on Amazon Prime a shot with 25 minutes more, and trust me, it's a much better movie. 
Oh, nice. I'm yeah, going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw it. I saw it. I, I love Rambo. You know, I, me I'm too. a big Stallone fan, you know, growing up in the 80s and whatnot, you know, uh, Stallone, uh, Schwarzenegger. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the uh, so this is what the fifth one. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of mad. The one before that was freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Four was awesome. Oh, yeah. In Burma. Yeah. Was yeah. That was that yeah. was insane. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The end of that with the 50 cal. Yeah. Holy oh, for, shit. For that, that, that exploding yeah. arrow taking that guy out in the head. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Great movies. Great movies. Yeah. Okay. I'll give the fifth one a try again. Yeah. You know? Give it another shot. Nice. We're, we're, here, we're here to talk the, about uh, break. Extended cut, by the way, on Amazon Prime. Yes, break. Cut. Okay. Break's probably yeah. again gonna come out early next year, in my opinion, just by how distribution is going, the sales and everything like that. And uh, I'm very proud of it, and uh, and I hope everybody enjoys it. You know, it's uh, it has something to say. It's entertaining. It's violent. It goes a bit against the grain in terms of the current social climate, and I'm happy about that. So you know, Good. we need to hear other voices sometimes. You know. Right, absolutely. Right. Wow. And Kevin right, Interdonato, so another badass, you know. And Kevin's a badass, like yeah. forget about right? it. So, totally. yeah. so uh last question is um, sure. you know, what do you dork out about when you're not making movies? Like oh, you know, shit. we had Bruce Blanche on and you know, you know, he's he's an awesome comedian, but he like studies like sunken ships in his spare time and stuff like that. So so what what do you <sighs> like what do you dork out about? Um Actually, fuck. Okay, I'll try to make it really short. But my my first film, The Shelter, is like uh, supernatural drama with with a lot of Christian undertones. It's kind of like The Book of Job if it played like a horror movie. That's my first film, The Shelter, with Michael Bure, and that kind of sent me on my way to explore theology. And my second film was supposed to be this film called Heretic, which is about the Knights Templars, which were um, soldiers that fought for the church and yep and heretic was lined up had a lot of money we were going to shoot in armenia and then the pandemic hit and it hurt us but then there was a war in armenia from the muslims against the christians and the muslims won and the war happened ex where all of our locations were locked so mm. it destroyed the movie and brought it back to the ground so very long story short i am completely fascinated with uh theology with christian history and most definitely the knights templars uh and their history and and, and their path and their contributions to today's uh, society especially you know i mean they were the first bankers they invented the banking system uh so knights templars is something i totally geek out on and christian uh history i totally geek out on and also i love video i love 80s video games man and pinballs i love pinball nice. so i'm big pinball guys nice. so yeah, i'm nice. actually going to dallas uh this month the, the pinball uh, convention so uh in uh yeah dallas texas so if anybody's there want to say what's up I'm, I'm the guy playing you know the dr no james bond uh, pinball so maybe. very good <laughs> yeah. i love uh, pinball so yeah uh, you you also said uh, 80s video games, Atari or, or Nintendo? Uh, yeah, Miss Pac-Man, Space Invaders, uh, Galaga. I like Nintendo too, you know, Super Mario Brothers and, and stuff like that. Oh, pretty much the whole gamut, really. Rambo 3 is one. Yes. You know, I have one of those emulators. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm playing Rambo 3 and stuff like my, my chick's uh, kids. So, yeah. Yeah, so from Atari to Nintendo, yep. Sega, I love that shit. Yeah. Do you do um? La sorry, last question. Uh, do you do Mame? That's okay. you, you mentioned emulators. You yeah, do that's 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 exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I have Mame on on my TV, but I also have this box. I'm sure you know they sell them on Amazon. I bought it. Like it oh, yeah. looks like a an arcade machine, but I got like 600 games on it, like Donkey Kong and you know Burger Time and all that shit. Yeah. So. Oh. It's yeah, it's nice. it, you know what? At the end of the day, I'll cap it off with this. At the end of the day, I'm a guy in his 40s, and what brings me comfort is going back to the world that I grew up in and loved, which was you know 80s action movies and horror movies, 80s you know pinball, arcade music, everything that I love today in my 40s, the same shit I loved when I was 18, uh, because it's a world that I understand uh, and that I relate to and I connect to. Right now, personally, the world 
that is set forth before me, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But there you have it. I don't get it. So, awesome. So I'll, it up. I'll be I'll, I'll be playing this back then, you know. I'll be playing this back. No, yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, we'll wrap things up. I want to thank everybody for watching this fine <laughs> evening. For me, just Google Leo Pine. You find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, but I run a Dorkening Podcast Network. We've got about 40 shows on the network. There's a ton of awesome people doing a ton of awesome stuff. Head on over to thedorkening.com, and you can see all the latest episodes there. And uh, we're going to be doing a live show right after this. So about 9 o'clock, we'll be live again. And I do a couple other shows during the week. Splash Pages, Comics Paradox, Dork Night, all comic-related. And uh, so, John, where do you like people interacting with you on social media? Uh, I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram. So official John Fallon, Facebook, official John Fallon, Instagram. I'm Instagram private because I had a couple of people that were not sane. So I'm kind of protecting myself. But, you know, if you look like halfway normal, I'll let you in. But Facebook (laughs) is usually where where everybody that follows me goes. And of course, you know, follow the Arrow in the Head show on YouTube follow um horror originals uh, joblo's horror originals on youtube and uh i'll stop plugging that's enough for me very cool very cool and you can find those in the show notes up above or down below jeffrey oh am i supposed to talk now if you must still talking.com still talking.com or talking with the dead on facebook uh we do have an instagram we do have a twitter i think there's a tiktok too and there's a fucking uh, but MySpace. But we, yeah, we do it. have a MySpace. <laughs> He's trying yeah, to find it. I haven't, even, I haven't even found that yet. You know what I mean? I have trouble keeping <laughs> in my own MySpace. But go to stilltoken.com. That's where you're going to find us. And I want to thank John for coming on. Uh, what an awesome dude. Uh, I would love to really meet you in person just to give you a slap. <laughs> I'm down, bro. Anytime. Awesome. <laughs> Benjamin. So, so like, yeah, like Jeff said, stilltoking.com, you know, you're going to find out everything you want to know about us from the comic book to the film, to the TV series, to the novel that'll be out in a few months. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. We want to thank John for hanging out with us tonight, talking about smash hit break. Keep your eyes out for that folks. And uh, to all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do. So people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. We're out of here. Amen. Peace. Peace.